On June 12, 2019, Canada's newest generation of Raider Earth observation satellites was successfully launched from a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. This new series of satellites called the RaiderSat Constellation Mission will soon be able to capture images of the Earth's water, land, ice, and atmosphere during the day and night and in all types of weather, including heavy cloud cover, smoke, and haze. But before they can start capturing images, these satellites will need to be activated. And that's where our experts at Natural Resources Canada come in. Find out more on today's episode of Natural Elements. This is Natural Elements, and I'm your host, Lisa Edwards. Natural Elements is a podcast series brought to you by Simply Science, which is Natural Resources Canada's online magazine. Like our sister podcast, Ask NRCAN, we talk to our experts about the work they do and how it relates to what's happening around us. While Ask NRCAN features in-depth discussions, Natural Elements offers you a quick overview, giving you a taste of the topic and letting you know where you can find more information. Let's turn to today's topic, the activation of the Radarsat Constellation mission, also known as RCM. The RCM satellites themselves are the responsibility of the Canadian Space Agency, Here on Earth, however, the role of communicating with these satellites falls to Natural Resources Canada, and we do so through satellite ground station facilities. Here's one of our leading experts on remote sensing to tell us more. My name is Rob Gould, and I'm the head of the ground segment and data infrastructure at CCMEO. So that's basically the uh, three satellite ground stations at uh, uh, first ones in Cantley, Quebec, called the Gatineau Satellite Station. Our main station is in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, and our newest station, which is in Nuvik, Northwest Territories. Uh, so those three ground stations will be the uh, the primary uh, stations in Canada uh, for both reception and also for controlling the RCM satellites. Once the satellites are launched, they need to go through an activation protocol. This is done by our experts from the three satellite ground stations. Our main role uh, right off the bat will be supporting what's called is LEOP, Launch Early Orbit Phase. So that will be when the satellites are first launched from uh, SpaceX and Vandenberg uh, and released into orbit. Uh, So there will be our three ground stations plus two other ground stations in the world. One in uh, Karuna, Sweden, owned by Swedish Spacecraft Corporation. And another one in uh, Antarctica called Baharti, which is an Indian station. So those five stations will be responsible for the LEOP, and that's where the satellites will you'll first uh, be able to determine if they were launched successfully and if they're in the correct orbit. Uh, because after launch, there will be no way to know whether or not the satellites are healthy until we talk to them with our stations. Right, uh, during LEOP, the uh, the satellites are going. To, there's three satellites that we launched uh, together on a Falcon 9 uh, rocket. Um, they will be released, I believe it's roughly about three minutes apart. Um, and so what will happen is that they'll be, they'll be in a safe mode where they'll be able to survive on their own for a while. Uh, however, what it is, is you need to wake them up. You need to, for example, see if they're, uh, if they're alive for starters, uh, then for example, deploying solar panels, uh, checking all the, uh, systems. Um, the LEOP lasts, uh, on average, about seven days. So that'll be 24 hours a day for seven days, checking the satellite health and integrity. 
after the LEOP is done, then, then it moves into commissioning, and that's where you start trying to image the Earth with the satellites. Uh, but commissioning takes about three to six months. Once operational, the RCM satellites will be able to collect three times the amount of information as its predecessor. The big difference with RCM, however, is uh, it's a constellation of three satellites. Uh, as opposed to the pre predecessors to RCM, uh, RiddersAT 2, which is owned by McDonald Detweiler Associates, uh, that, which is currently flying right now, it's one satellite. And the, the originator of the series, RiddersAT 1, which is owned by the Canadian Space Agency, which is no longer uh, operational, again, one satellite. So what it allows by having three satellites, you're going to get much, much, much greater coverage. Because uh, the, the three satellites, it takes a satellite a little under uh, 100 minutes to orbit the Earth. Uh, so therefore, you know, roughly 33 minutes uh, because the satellites are going to be spread out over the same orbit. So that means that a satellite could be going overhead every 33 minutes as opposed to 100 minutes. So you get much, much, much more frequent coverage. For example, the flooding that's occurring in the Ottawa area right now, you could you would be able to get much, much, much more coverage, uh, much, much faster. So you'd be able to ch check the water levels as they're rising and, and settling much quicker. Uh, likewise, uh, in the north, uh, satellite data is used, particularly SAR data, which uh, RCM is, uh, because it can penetrate uh, the dark and weather and is very good at uh, determining sea ice thickness. So the Canadian Ice Service, which is part of uh, ECCC, uh, they provide daily ice charts for all the ships that are navigating in the north. So by having three times as much data in the north, they'll be able to make sure that their data is uh, more timely. They, they update it every day anyway, uh, but also they, they could check integrity as well. Say if two satellites say the same thing and the third one says something different, they could be looking at changes that are happening very quickly. If you want to learn more about Earth observation or the RCM satellites themselves, check out the links in the episode description. If you don't want to miss future episodes of Natural Elements or its sister podcast, Ask NRCAN, Subscribe to the Simply Science podcast channel. If you want to learn more about the fascinating scientific work that we do at Natural Resources Canada, check out our Simply Science website for in-depth articles and also our Simply Science YouTube channel to see our experts at work. You can find the links in the episode description as well. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you next month with a brand new episode.